One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash I don't work here lady video. If you don't work here, help out by hitting the like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by John Dodger. Airbnb Karen. So, the house next door to me has been converted into luxury apartments, all of which are let via Airbnb. It's a large three-story Georgian house. Access is via a key code on the door, which often causes problems for people who've not bothered to read their confirmation emails and assume that a human will be there to greet them. On more than a few occasions, I've had to explain this to bewildered tourists. They're usually very polite. On one occasion, I even gave a weary traveler, just off the plane from South Africa, a hotspot so he could retrieve the code from his app. Yesterday evening, I was leaving my house, and the second I got out the door, I was verbally accosted by a Karen standing outside the house next door with what I assume was her poor, unfortunate husband. She was in her mid-fifties, I'd say, and although she wasn't dressed like a typical Karen, she certainly had the demeanor. Finally, she exclaimed before I'd even closed my door. Sorry, I said, obviously looking surprised. She sounded American, I'm assuming not Canadian as everyone knows how polite they are. She says, we've been waiting here for over an hour, a lie as I'd only come home 30 minutes earlier. I've been ringing the doorbell and nobody's answering. Oh, I said, you're trying to get into the Airbnb, trying to be polite. They say, well, obviously, I need you to let me in immediately. This is not good enough. I say, eh, I can't do that. You need to enter the code on the keypad, I replied. She says, what code? I don't have time for that. Just let me in. I say, I don't have anything to do with the Airbnb. I just live next door to it. You need to enter the code on the keypad. She says, what nonsense. You're just being lazy. Sylvia, her presumed husband blurts out, acknowledging his existence for the first time, but is quickly shushed by his mistress. Losing my patience, I retorted, Look lady, I don't work for the Airbnb. There's nobody there to let you in. You need to get the code they sent you and enter it in the keypad. Bye bye. And then started to walk away fast as I see my bus approaching. Get back here young man, I pay your wages, I'll have you fired for this, was the last thing I heard. As I was regaling my friends with this tale in the pub, I wondered, were they still standing there hours later? But when I got home, they were nowhere to be seen. I guess I should expect a write-up from my non-existent manager in the morning. Although this person was definitely a Karen, would you agree with me that the most annoying person involved in this story is actually the Airbnb owner or the Airbnb system? Because either the owner is failing to explain the process of getting in well enough, or it's Airbnb not explaining their process enough. I don't know how it works, but if it's normal to have a key code for just about any Airbnb, this should be something that's like, as soon as you make that reservation is plastered on your screen like it would be hard to avoid it. Would you guys agree with me that the most annoying person is either the Airbnb owner or Airbnb itself for even allowing this to happen? Let me know in the comments down below. Our next story is by Missy Sedai. Clearly you must know, my husband hates shopping for clothes, but his job requires a certain level of business attire. Being of a rather expanded figure of late, I suggested that we go to a mall and have him try on a few pieces so we could get an accurate size then order his new clothing online. We chose JCPenney since it's fairly quiet. Usually. Not this evening, evidently. I was flipping through suit jackets for my husband to try on. 
we were talking about different cuts, styles, and fabrics that he would feel comfortable in. Pretty normal married people shopping stuff. He's in jeans and a sweatshirt. I'm in leggings, a ratty t-shirt, and a jacket with my employer's logo prominently visible. I'm in technical support for a multinational real estate concern. The logo and colors aren't in the same universe as JCPenney. This matters. I sent my husband to the fitting room with some trousers to try on and set about finding a few other things for him. Ma'am, ma'am, excuse me. I wasn't particularly aware. I was on a mission. Someone grabbed me by the shoulder and spun me around. Ma'am. I very nearly threw a punch. I've been work for home for 25 years. I rarely shop in person. And I hate it when strangers touch me. I managed to not deck them. Barely. Lo, there stood Karen, glaring. Where is the Nike clothing? I said, excuse me? They said, Nike, where is it? I said, freak if I know. They say, where's your manager? I say, Chicago, I don't work here. They say, excuse me? I say, I don't freaking work here. Again, I'm not dressed remotely like a retail employee. I'm in full pissed off tech nerd attire. Karen is not having it, even looking at my flaming purple hair and big company logo. Get your manager. I said, why? I don't work here. They say, you should know where it is. This crap is why we shop online. Karen needs a god darn eye exam. I think for every five or so, get me your manager Karens that are out there. There's one absolutely oblivious Karen that even if you're wearing inappropriate attire or hair or looks for whatever job you're working with, doesn't matter. They'll die on that rock of you somehow working there, no matter the cost. This next story is by Mushu Dragoon, Target Confusion. I'm a pretty big no-confrontational person. I keep to myself and enjoy the days off of work. I used to work at a local breakfast joint. They're famous for their international food. Try to guess. Anyways, my uniform was black pants, red shirt, and non-slip shoes. I got off early since I was a hostess, and they didn't need me since they closed early. I decide that I need to go to Target. I call my ride and they pick me up. I tell them that we need to go to Target and off we go. Like I said above, I keep to myself. I put my earbuds in and listen to my music. I have a playlist on Spotify, which has about 116 hours plus of music. I keep one earbud in normally, but on occasion I put both in. I walk around Target like a girl on a mission. I know the store like the back of my hand. In the corner of my eye, I see someone waving. I think she's probably got a family member or she's trying to get someone else's attention. Mind you, we aren't the only ones in the aisle. I take an earbud out of my ear after feeling a poke on my shoulder. Finally, you pay attention. The lady continues on and on about how, as a Target employee, I shouldn't be listening to my music. I quickly explain that I don't work here. I work down the street. Though I'm willing to help her depending on what she needed. She scoffs and muttered something about children these days. I shrug it off and ignore her. I turn to see her pointing at me and talking to an employee that I went to school with. My classmate laughed it off and waved at me. She yelled out my name and helped the lady out after explaining, I don't work there. We really need to set up some kind of widespread program where all these Karens who come up to people and say, you must work here, I know you do, you're lying to me. We need to create some kind of awareness to shut this down, to reform these Karens. We need to start a I don't work here lady rehabilitation program. This next story is by Whip Solo. Ma'am, I'm American like you. Alright, so if you look at my profile, you see we bought the boat of our dreams during this whole crazy experience the world's been going through. 
With restrictions and cases finally dropping to a level that isn't absolutely bonkers, we decided to go on our first long-distance journey, leaving from the east coast of America and heading for the west coast. We're planning to be gone for about 90 days. This morning, we awoke in gorgeous San Marino, Mexico, and everything I remember from my youth about that San Ysidro sun was just the beginning to this stunning place. I quickly hit the galley and made some Italian-inspired breakfast burritos, using this lovely habanero marinara sauce my partner found in our journeys, some chicken, pepperoni, eggs, and onions. Using three burrito-sized tortillas, I was able to fashion this monster together as I grab a fresh beer to start the day as we're docked here until tomorrow. I tell you about my delicious breakfast burrito because it's a main character in our story today. I stumble up to the main deck with my goodies and our pups in tow. They've got a good 30-foot by 20-foot patch of turf to do their business up here. Standing there in my Crocs, obnoxiously bright swim trunks, and one of those oversized straw hats with the chin strap, I hear the song of my homeland, the American Karen going ballistic on what I think were dock workers. As I said, hangover, I'm not too sure as my Spanish isn't the best. Hopping onto the dock, I spot her in all of her glory, matching me in stature. As a 6 foot 3, 260 pound man with a beard past his nips, this sends my childish brain right into wallflower mode, as nothing is better with a sloppy burrito than people watching. Karen's screaming at the two men on the dock about a boat. Not mine, but one clearly privately owned and not some kind of rental. Karen's demanding they provide the ship to her for the day and is swinging around fistfuls of bills. Our Mexican friends are doing their best to communicate to her that they have nothing to do with that boat. Again, I'm assuming as she's screaming and stomping as she gestures toward it and they're awkwardly shrugging and attempting to avoid her. Then it happens, I've been spotted. I attempted to slink back under the deck, but alas, as I turned around to seal the cabin, I see the final boss Karen making a beeline for me with what can only be described as the I'm going to get the manager to do what I say expression. Having two very large and protective dogs, I bite the bullet and step back onto the deck. Karen says, sir, why don't your workers speak English? How are they supposed to do their job if they don't speak English? After a stunned pause, I respond with, Well, ma'am, we're in Mexico. The primary language here is Spanish. Also, they're not my workers, as I don't work here. Please get off my boat. Going from 0 to 100, Karen launches into a tirade about how it's BS, and they need to speak English, and I need to get that random person's boat ready for her before her husband arrives with their kids. Add in plenty more racism. Finally cutting her off, I yell, Hey, runt, I don't work here or even in this country. Kindly get the freak off my boat. As I'm saying the word boat, Karen shoved me. No words, just a full-on shove. I did end up going overboard, but the sight I saw on the dock when I came back to dry land was glorious. You see, in my journey over the starboard bow of my boat, I did manage to throw the about 70% of burrito I still had in my hand. That stuffed full of habanero sauce at Karen, hitting her in the neck. Apparently, it exploded everywhere, and Karen was covered from her cheeks to her midsection, even seeping through the bikini top she was wearing. Surprisingly, after she was done screaming about the heat, she simply sat down and started crying. I'm back below deck now with a fresh burrito and another beer. Wonder if I'm gonna go for another swim when her husband shows up. Our Mexican friends did manage to hightail it while Karen was all peppered up though, so all ended well. Maybe the husband's the better half. Maybe OP won't have to deal with anything. 
Maybe this Cameron's using the time away from their husband to show their true colors before they feel obligated to be a good person again when surrounded by their family. Our next story is by Catherine L13, Tides Turned. I ordered some gloves on Amazon, got them and not a good fit. Start the return and my local Kohl's store is the local Amazon return place. First time I've gone to this store, first time in a long time I've returned anything from Amazon, I walk into the store deer in the headlights. There's one employee at the checkout, a few people in line. I figure I'll get in line, let her help those customers first, then it'll be my turn. Random woman in front of me says, do you need help? I say, Amazon returns? The random woman in front of me says, walk over there to the end of the hallway, points in a direction, turn right and it'll be in the back corner. I work here. Thank you, random Kohl's employee for helping confuse people, even when you're not on the clock. That's just some good old basic human decency and action here. Even when they're not on the clock, they see somebody get in line with a clear Amazon return package and they make sure they don't waste their time standing there. And our final story of the day is by BenGK1993. Oops, you don't work here, do you? So I went to Publix the other day. I hadn't gotten much sleep and was very groggy. I pretty much jumped right in my car and went to get groceries after waking up. Additionally, I ended up having a long philosophical conversation with my brother in the parking lot of Publix. So by the time I actually got out of the car, not only am I tired, my mind is just elsewhere. I walk in the front door to the store and see a lady wearing a mask wiping down one of the shopping cart handles. Now for clarity, where I live, most people don't wear masks anymore unless they're working because the numbers have just dwindled down to almost nothing. So I assume this lady was an employee. And as she finishes wiping down the handle, I walk up and put my hands on the side of the cart, about to turn it around to push it inside. As soon as I laid my hands on it, she looks up at me. And I pause and look at her, and then it dawns on me. She's wearing Mickey Mouse ears. She chuckled and said, I don't work here. I immediately apologized and tried to laugh it off, but was very embarrassed. Later, I ran into her again in the store, and I explained that I was out of it and not thinking clearly, and I don't usually see non-employees wiping the handles, because the employees had been doing it for a while now. She informed me that they'd stopped doing that a while back now, and told me not to worry about it because it would be a funny story in hindsight. There was some confusion over this, so for clarity, I was wearing a mask as well. It just still didn't register that someone else wearing a mask was not, in fact, an employee. Definitely depending on where you're at and what the store etiquette has usually been during the whole pandemic, I think I could see how somebody would make this honest mistake. I think the more important thing here is the reaction and how people handle it. It might be annoying for the person cleaning the cart to deal with that, they could be witchy, or you could have gotten the mega Karen from OP's position and been like, well why are you cleaning the cart anyways? It's not your job. Or you could have gotten into the far-reaching topic of people's beliefs with masks, wiping down things. Basically, this was as nice as it possibly could have been, and it was absolutely the best for it. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 